What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and you can uh, follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook for the latest updates. Coming to you guys on the weekend, it's a little bit of a change for Guest Friday, but we're back with you folks. And uh, speaking of being back on the podcast, uh, Sean Montgomery's back. Uh, let's talk some bees. Sean, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, thanks for having me back on the pod. I'm excited to talk about the bees. Still in a good spot from the last time we spoke. So Absolutely. definitely, definitely excited to keep talking about the bees and watch them keep dominating the league. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're doing kind of a trade deadline recap type of thing. Bruins were pretty active at the deadline, made a couple of moves. And I mean, if, if, if you've, watched some of the games recently uh those new acquisitions are uh paying off uh already yeah no for sure i i mean orlov is and hathaway too like throw him in there i i thought hathaway's always been such a great player he's a local guy i think played college hockey at brown but yeah uh orlov's so good like he's he's i've always liked orlov and uh, you know the caps are obviously going into a rebuild so, um, you know, that was a great trade. That was a great trade. I um, thought it was a pretty fair um, fair asking price for them, too. I mean, I get, we gave up a 2023 first rounder or 2024? 2023 first rounder. Which is yeah, like... Then a third the following year, then a second the following year. So Is it top 10 protected, too, the 2023 run? I Obviously, think, they're not gonna get protected, but I like I don't think so. I think twenty twenty four is top ten protected. Okay, so I mean that obviously, you know, I I feel like I feel like especially the Bruins and a, a lot of this fan base loves to like freak out over draft picks and stuff. But you see in the NHL, the NHL draft is the biggest crapshoot I think out of all drafts in major leagues in major sports. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like really you got the top ten picks and even like usually you're hitting like 60% out of those guys are going to become full-time NHLers. Yeah. And then it's really just like a gamble all the way down. It, it really depends on, on the player and, and their development. So giving up those guys to go for the run this year, I mean, I don't think there's any deeper decor in the league that I don't, not even close. Like we have um, Riley down in the AHL and um, who's the other, uh, who's the other guy that, that uh plays off with us sometimes. What's his name? Um, the Czech guy. Uh, Zaboral. Yeah, Zaboral down in the AHL as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with Connor Carrick too, who's also played. Yeah. Like, I... he's, he was a full time NHLer at one point. Mm-hmm. So they have so much depth just going into playoffs. Because I mean, last playoffs it was our decor got killed, mm-hmm. and that I feel like that was one of the biggest problems. Um, so going into this playoffs, it's like we could lose. You know, besides maybe McAvoy and Lindholm, we could lose probably like three guys and be, I feel like, still in a pretty good position to, to you know, win games, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know if I want to if I want to play that game. No, I definitely don't want that to happen. Sure, but yeah, no, uh, I think that's definitely a fair fair point. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, you know. You know I'm the biggest – I was, like, one of the biggest Sweeney haters, but I got to give it up to him. He's 
that was I mean, even Tyler Bertuzzi, man, such a good pickup. Such yeah. a good like guy That's- that hopefully we can sign for because I think his contract's up at the end of this year. So hopefully we can resign that guy. Yeah. And he is like a Bruins player through and through, like would fit it fits in perfectly. Like you saw today, fit in perfectly in the lineup. Like yeah. I thought stepped in and can he can play top six if he needs yeah. to, but he has such an edge to him that he can also be a really effective third line player too, which is, yeah. I mean, we're scary. It's a scary team. I'm not, I don't think we've had a Bruins team this good. And since I've been, since I've watched the, the Bruins play, like even 2019, we won president's cup, right? Um, well, I don't think so. No, they, they just went to the cup that year. That was the year Tampa Bay, like Tampa went- Bay. Yeah. 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 Um, because they got swept, right? Tampa got swept in the first round by Columbus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't even remember like 2011, 2013. Even mm-hmm. those teams were deep, but like yeah. this team is crazy deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I point back to those two teams that I think this is the deepest group that they've had since those teams. Um, yeah, but I would even say that this year's team is even deeper than both of those groups because they can play a couple of different styles of games. Yeah. And it's just fantastic that they've identified that, okay, we obviously put together a great regular season, but there are still needs that they need to address. And geez, I mean, they went out and addressed it and it's like, they're very serious about winning a championship this year. And I think, Getting someone like Orlov, like you said, makes the one of the deepest defense groups even deeper. That you you look at three guys: Orlov, Lindholm, and McAvoy. Those are arguably three guys that could potentially be like a number one defenseman on any yeah. team. So yeah, I mean Orlov was number two behind Carlson, I think. Right. And Lindholm's been number one his entire career. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, those guys are. It's actually crazy, and also the Russian guys. You can tell, like the Russian guys, just get an extra boost when they get traded. Like you can just see it, even in like Tarasenko when he gets traded. Like all those, all those guys. Like once they get put into a to a place where it's competitive, because like Washington was somewhat competitive, I guess, of like a month ago for yeah. trying to get into a wild card spot. But like, yeah, you know, they weren't, they weren't even, they didn't. I feel like they didn't have a real shot, and now it's like well, we've got about 20 games left mm-hmm. and the Islanders have, I'm looking at like, I mean, I guess it's still anybody's game, six points on him with, and the Caps have two games in hand, but yeah, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. at the trade deadline, you see that they're kind of thrown in the towel a little bit. Um, yeah. Trying to load back up, right. which is fair, which is completely fair, but you mm-hmm. know, you can see Orloff just, yeah. matched perfectly and you his offensive game has just been unbelievable so far like how many points does he have like six or something he's nine he's nine points, nine points. yeah yeah and that's Crazy. yeah Crazy. yeah, I mean, he's yeah. A perfect defenseman for us to come in he plays a pretty solid two-way game but mm-hmm. has such a, uh an offensive touch to him as well and you know i've always really liked orlov so i was pumped when i saw that out of the blue too like i did not know he was on the trading block i didn't hear any rumors about him at all during that whole time so that was kind of just very random I saw that I thought it was fake yeah you know it's so funny it seemed like the Bruins were linked to multiple guys but you know obviously never pulled the trigger in any of those guys you know there was 
a lot being said about Gavrikov, which I think yeah. was probably more coming from Columbus's side than yeah. the Bruins side. Um, you know, there were other guys, but yeah, I mean, Orlov just came out of the blue and it was like, you know, Sweeney does do that. I feel like, you know, that, you know, people are focusing on a couple of different guys and he comes out of the woodwork and is like, oh yeah, we've been looking at this guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, uh, Orlov's been unbelievable, you know, nine points in five games and has the same amount of goals with the Bruins as he did with the Capitals this season. So yeah, yeah. I saw he's got, he had like remarkable three goals with the Capitals and yep. yeah. So, I mean, there, we said it last time, like there's, you know, the only thing that I, I said I was really worried about was kind of the burnout after the all-star break, but these guys came back and just have been crushing it. Like it, they haven't missed a beat. Like they, it doesn't, there seems like there's zero rust on them, honestly. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which is so good to see. Yeah. And I think one of the other things with this Orlov trade and, you know, we've seen in the games that he's played in that the Bruins have been able to rotate different defensemen in and out of the lineup. And so I think, that's also a plus. So it's like yeah. guys don't have to be playing all these games and, you know, Orlov can come in, Grizzly can, you know, sit down for a game. Forber can sit down for a game and they can kind of keep guys fresh. For uh, sure. As, much as they can. And I think, you know, obviously too bad with the injury news to Hall and Felino, but, you know. How that- long are they out for? I know Felino is out for longer, right? They said that he was like maybe done for – till playoffs yeah so that's i they're kind of unclear about that whether you know what the severity of both of those injuries are but you know clearly it was severe enough that the bruins had to go out or wanted to go out and get you know tyler bertuzzi you know sacrifice a couple more picks but you know like you said i think it's the draft i think to a certain extent can be a crapshoot and i think you know there's something to be said for you can also find decent guys and multiple in different rounds you know it doesn't always have to be first or second round and you know i also just think the bruins are a team where 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 are they going to pick in the first round they'll pick you know 30th or 30th, 30th yeah which and is so it's like you know someone now is going to help you more than those picks are for sure for sure and uh, obviously you see the windows closing and um you know, it doesn't seem like it this season, right? Like it obvious last year, it seemed like, okay, we, these guys have like one more in them. Yeah. But, and like, obviously this year it's, it's, but you never know with, with like Krejci and Bergeron. And that's really, that's really been our problem for, we've been looking at this problem for like five years now, mm-hmm. whereas like we don't have a one or two C that is in our system right now that is yeah. going to step up and be a top six center in the NHL. Um, So like, Obviously, we have to strike like soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's been the last couple of years where it's like Bergeron, who gets plays the game so hard, gets injured every single playoffs. It seems like he is battling through something in the season. So you know, um, you know, I, I'm glad that we're going after it big time this year. I think you have to, like, you just have to. There's no real other play. There's no real other option. And even yeah. like the the AHL team still. Like Merkelov, um, that Russian kid that played played at Ohio State, I yes, think. Yeah. He played college hockey. I know he played in yeah. the USHL. He's yeah. lighting up and like absolutely NHL obviously struggled like during the world juniors, but has been playing really well in AHL, which mm-hmm. I think is more indicative of if he's gonna be trans transition his game to the NHL. Right. Um, 
So, you know, you still got guys who have talent down there. Mm-hmm. I don't think McLaughlin's ever going to be a guy who's, you know, I see him kind of being a Trent Frederick at best mm-hmm. somewhere around there, um, you know, round out your bottom six. But there's still some guys in, in, in um, you know, the the works we have. Uh, yeah. So, and we signed, and also Pasta, a great contract too. Great contract. That's going to look like a steal in like three years. That's yeah, unbelievable in three years. Uh, yeah. We're going to be like, holy shit, we have like a, we have a, going to be a 50 goal scorer, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, that's getting paid 11.25. That's, mm. it's going to look, those, because con- contracts are obviously, uh, the salary cap's going to go up. They're going to skyrocket. It's going to look unbelievable. Such a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I heard from someone on a podcast that it's like, you know, they'll pay him 11 million and, you know, in a couple of years, someone will pay Matthews 15 million. And it's yeah. like, you know, when guys are signing deals like that, 11 million is going to look, you know, like nothing. Good. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the NHL, I'm happy for them. The NHL has to start paying their players. Like it's ridiculous that I was, I was, um, I was watching like a Devin Booker interview the other day and I, it was, it was actually a tour of his house really really weird i was watching that interior digest very strange i was watching it just on youtube late late night youtube session uh but anyways <laughs> i looked at the salary because i was like this house is crazy whatever gets paid like his contracts like guaranteed 220 million dollars and i'm like we're looking at like the top guys in the nhl are making like 88 million dollars yeah yeah and so it's it's yeah. just like you know hopefully the NHL starts to be a little bit more competitive with that. And, and those guys get paid. Um, yeah. So, so I think it's trending that way. And, yeah. and that's why I think the posture contract is going to be so sick in like three years. Yeah. And I also think, you know, and you kind of said it, that, you know, with Bergeron and Krejci kind of looking towards kind of the end of their careers, the Bruins are, you know, somewhat decent set up for the next couple of years, you know, pasta signed long-term, McAvoy, Lindholm, you know, you still got some guys and I know, really hope they re-sign Bertuzzi. I hope they do. You know, I think past, yeah. but he's like a such a great hockey player. The offseason will be interesting because I yeah. think that they have a lot of guys who are free agents and they don't necessarily have a whole lot of money. So it's like they're gonna have to get very creative. But I think that's a problem that you deal with in the summer. You Later problem. focus on Later focus problem. on, you know integrating these guys as much as you can, you know, sharpening your game so that you're at your best when the playoffs come. And, you know, it's kind of insane to say that, oh, you know, they should be playing their best when the playoffs come and they're, you know, in the midst of a 10 game winning streak, the literally the best hockey that they've played all year. So, you know, I think it's just figuring out the best roles for each of the guys. And, you know, then you see what happens in the playoffs. If, you can get Taylor Hall back if you can get Nick Foligno back. And, you know, we don't, we don't have to talk about, you know, cap circumvention or any of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they get these. I think we'd be over, we'd only be over like $2 million if we do the LTIR with both of them. Yeah. Like it's like two or $4 million, yeah. I believe, which is not the 18 million that Tampa Bay had. That's a totally different, oh, totally different yeah. ball game. Um, um so, I think like, I mean, everyone obviously 
I was right when I went on Twitter and after like both of them got injured, they're like, Bruins are going to do, Bruins are pulling a Tampa Bay. Okay, yeah. They're not even, no one's ever going to be able to do that again. That was just like luck. That was all yeah. luck. And it's ever. like the, the two guys that are out, you know, have legitimate injuries. I think that yeah. the thing was yeah. like, he had had surgery and, you know, was recovering, quote unquote, recovering and should have been activated way sooner than he should have. And it's like, this is, this is probably a little bit different, but yeah. I I also think that it's like the one thing I do think about hockey players is that I, you know, there's never really a ton of stories where you hear guys who are like milking it coming back from injury. So, I mean, he had a shoulder injury, right? Kucherov that year. Yes. Yes. So, so like shoulder injuries in hockey, dude, they are so pesky. Like, if you if you get one like I had friends who I played hockey with like growing up that and they they would have like they would have dislocated their shoulder or something like that like had had rotator cuff issues whatever and it would just be like every single season it would just nag 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 like it would they would have to it didn't even matter like what rehab they did it's just the it's how the sports played how you hit people it's just so much shoulder shoulder contact yeah especially with the boards and stuff too that's just like I kind of get like you know waiting a little bit making sure it's as healthy as it can be before coming back and dude like any team can win in the playoffs so yeah it was just I mean they were just so dominant that year their third line it's I've said it third line wins playoff series that's just what it is yeah thank god this year we have a fantastic third line yeah yeah and I think that you know realistically if Hall can come back you know you're looking at it you're looking at a third line of Bertuzzi, Coil, and Hall, which is second line on any other. Ridiculous. Yeah, so maybe other than Coil, I don't know. Coil's, you know, Coil's. I like Coil, but yeah, I think he's a very third line guy. But yeah, you know, Bertuzzi and Hall have played top six their entire lives, top six play their entire careers. So yeah, and, uh, so yeah, you know, super dangerous. And Hall's one guy too who can really like he doesn't need a lot of. He doesn't really need a lot of guys in his line. Like when he when he's on, he's he can do a lot by himself. He's such a good skater. So yeah, you know, I'm really ex- I hope he's back for the playoffs because you know he was great for us in the playoffs too. Had some key goals uh, when he first came on. I think it was the 2020 season. The yes. Yeah, yeah. Bubble, right? So season after the bubble. Season after the bubble, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was good in that playoff series too. So mm-hmm. I'm. I can't wait till till uh, April comes around, dude. Cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, Cannot. it's gonna be fun, and you know, I think that I just love the the emphasis of the front office to be like, you know, this is our best chance to win a championship. Let's really go all in and be like, let's make moves so that you know, there's no reason that anyone can say, oh, the front office didn't do enough to help the team. You yeah. know, it's like. You've added these pieces, and now it's up to the guys. And you know the guys have shown you nothing but you know one of the greatest regular seasons in history. So it's yeah. like you know you add to that, and I think it just gives you so much of an added boost. And you know you've seen that as they've made these trades and they've continued to to win games and and integrate guys the way that they have. That's the biggest thing too. I think like every guy that's come in. I was mm-hmm. just like integrated perfectly into the team. It seems like every single one of them in their interviews, it's just like 
these guys are on a mission. Like we know what we have to do. There's no, it's, there's no I like in this team right now, there's zero I it's all about like the boys. It's all about winning the cup. It, it, it's, you can just tell on the ice. Like you can tell, I mean, even look at Hall getting, I've just loved the way he's taken in stride, um, you know, playing, being demoted, demoted to the third line, quote, yeah. you know, air quotes, demoted um, mm-hmm. to the third line. And just hasn't complained, hasn't said one thing, like just continued to, you know, he hasn't produced, I think, as much as he did mm-hmm. years prior, but still has been contributed when he needs to and has been a really great, um, you know, secondary scoring for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, they've, they've, this team's just been, yeah, they've been definitely special to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at their goal differential right now and it's plus 105. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day and I looked at their schedule and they do have quite a bit of some games where they've beaten teams, you know, seven, nothing, six, nothing, seven, one, you know, things like that. So dominant. that'll that'll help it. But yeah, I mean, it, it, they've been unbelievable. You know, it's kind of, you run out of adjectives. I I mean, they still haven't hit double digit losses. (laughs) Yeah. Remarkable. That's crazy. Double did di- they still have not hit double digit losses? Yeah. I absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean the, the problem though, I the only thing that I'm worried about is that the East obviously has the best players in the NHL right now. Yeah. You know, it's super, super deep teams. Um mm. and I think it's gonna be an absolute cage match to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I I'm just worried that like you know, you have what like the Knights and I guess I I'm not really worried about Seattle. Um, we have Knights, Dallas. I guess Dallas plays a heavy game, but like Colorado too. You know, Colorado, just, yeah, they they're just getting their guys back as well. Like they were injured early in the year, so they'll definitely be scary in the playoffs again. But yeah. but like I feel like those teams are gonna have you know. I feel like it really is between Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas for for who's making it out there. And then yeah. I guess you have Edmonton. Edmonton, uh, yeah, they go how McDavid goes, so like mm-hmm. he can drag them again to the Western Conference Finals. But like I mostly see those three teams um, yeah. kind of having a pretty easy route to yeah. to um, the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. whichever whoever matches up against each other in in the second round. I guess will we'll have a little bit more difficult time, but you know, the East you're looking at, it's like Carolina. I hate playing Carolina in the playoffs. Seems like they're our biggest, like just like a thorn in our side these past like four years. Mm-hmm. We played every single year in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're a really great playoff team. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of good two way forwards mm-hmm. and it's just like, damn, they, I really don't want to play them, but this year I'm hoping we get over that hump. Yeah, I think that I was relieved that they didn't make a major trade. That was what I was scared of, that they would swoop in and trade for, you know, Chikrin. I did like that they made the trade for for Gostas Bear. He scored uh, yesterday in in his first game. You know, they made – Carolina got Gostas Bear? Yeah. So they made a couple of solid moves. I was hoping we could talk a little bit about the East and some of the other moves that have been made. Um, yeah, Goss's fair though is a liability on D. Yeah, I you know ha- has his issues, but I think Carolina is a team that I was 
you know, like I said, relieved that they didn't make, you know, a major trade to make them, you know, put them in the same stratosphere as the Bruins. I mean, maybe they are. Um, but I think that's like, uh, I agree. That's the one team that, you know, concerns me because, you know, we saw how well they played against the Bruins last year. And, you know, I think. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the one team that I think could absolutely beat you. And yeah, Toronto, absolutely. They made. I some... just think that they've been too quiet this year. It's, it seems like they're too quiet this year. Yeah. I don't know. They, you know, you always hear like, this is Toronto's year. This is Toronto's year. I yeah. haven't heard that this year and I'm like very sneaky scared that that pressure is off of them. Yeah. There's some superstitious type of stuff that I'm, you know, concerned about a little bit, you know, I, and yeah. I mean, I think that they're just such a soft team that yeah. they're never, they've never been built for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, After but, some of the trades they've made, they, they look pretty good. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, getting, getting O'Reilly, getting yeah. a couple of defensemen, um, you know, I think that that's a team that I think O'Reilly's a solid, solid pickup. Yeah. Especially yeah. a guy who's like, it's always it's always great to get guys who have a have a ton of playoff experience and actually yeah. want it because they, you know, there is that psychological thing where it's like such a hard trophy to win that there's, yeah. you know, it seems like there's not, yeah, not that there's not a, that many guys. There's 32 new ones each year, at least somewhere around there. No, um, but no, I see yeah. what you're saying though. Yeah, you know, there's just have that guy in there, and he's great playoff hockey player too. So, I don't know. They're um, they're definitely a little. I don't know. They're a little scary too. I, all of them are kind of scary. I, I'm really not. That's the only one. Like the Rangers, I think are going to be overhyped. Um, yeah, I kind of tend to agree with that. I think, you know, as you mentioned, or I mentioned right before we started recording that, you know, I felt like the moves that they made were were flashy but it's like does that really improve them at five on five you know i think that the guys that they got are you know fantastic offensive players but you know as you saw today and maybe that's not the best indicator because they're still trying to work out the kinks but it's just yeah. like i'm not sure if that's enough for them to be able to beat like a carolina you know i'm curious about how they do against the devils if they end up playing in the first round, the Devils got Timo Meyer, and they've been a really yeah. Sneaky. That's such a good pickup. They're they're sneaky. That's what I mean. Like the East, I I don't see one team where I'm like, you know, even even the guys fighting for the the playoff spot. I mean, you have or for the wild card spot, you have like the Islanders who suck to play against, mm-hmm. um, and the yeah. Penguins who it's like if you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on your team, yeah, you're gonna have a good chance to win. Exactly. And, um, you know, I mean, you have Buffalo and Ottawa who are kind of like right behind there. Not yeah. scared of those two teams. Buffalo, I'm just not scared of them. I think worst case scenario would be the Bruins playing the Islanders in the first round because that's yeah. a team that's going to try to grind you down. Now, I think the Bruins, in theory, should be able to win that series, but that would not be a series that would it's come. Not your first beat. ideal first round matchup. Well, I honestly it, think that we'd, we'd match up really well against the Devils. I think. Because they're like, they like to play a lot of skill, and yeah. you can play that game. And yeah. I think we also have the Bruisers to really like shut right. down their top guys. Yeah, because like you think about their top guys, it's like Jesper Bratt, like Hughes. They're yeah. those guys, obvious like obviously super talented players, but mm-hmm. never they've never played in the playoffs. Don't know right. 
it's a totally different game physical physical wise. Um, yeah. you know, refs let things go. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that though we could shut them down pretty easily. Yeah. It's like the you know, um, but but yeah, I guess like New York and Pittsburgh as your wild card teams are just not the best things ever. Yeah. They're just yeah. really not like what I mean, you go and look at uh I guess it's not much much better in the in the West. You have Edmonton and Winnipeg mm-hmm. as uh those next two or as in those wild card spots. And those are yeah. I mean the West is just bigger anyways. They play more physical games, so but I don't know. You know, I think we've at least prepared ourselves as best as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um and even another team that we've not even mentioned is Tampa Bay, you know, team yeah. that's won the Eastern Conference three years in a row. So, you know, that's another team that they, you know, have to match up against. And I think, you know, they weren't exactly, or they were, you know, kind of quiet at the deadline, you know, made that big trade for Tanner Janot, which I thought was kind of an interesting move. Yeah. But again, you know, that's a team that the Bruins have, you know, gone up against a number of times in the playoffs. And, you know, that's kind of a team that I think some people would like to see them kind of get over that hump because that's the team that's beaten them two or three times Mm -hmm. in the playoffs in recent years. And I think that, like, there might be something to be said for, like, for you to win a championship, you want to get over that, you know, monster that's beaten you the last couple of times. Yeah. Um, But then again, you know, if – Toronto somehow, you know, wins a game seven. I'm assuming that that first round series goes to a game seven. Uh, you know, do they, do they get it done? Who knows? That's yeah. That's the thing though. I feel like um, that's the problem with the East. Like ob- the East is so skilled, yeah. you know, um, and way different game. The West has always been a heavy air game um, compared to the East, but like, I'm just so worried that all these all these games are going to go. I can't see any of one of these teams, even like the Bruins included, really. Maybe I think they could handle the Islanders in like five or six, but I think that that would be a grinding game. But I see a lot of these going to like seven game series, yeah. which is which is going to you know the extra games is really I feel like the killer in the playoffs. And sometimes it can be good because you're not waiting around and you're just like keep if you keep the momentum, you keep it going. But like it does add up. So yeah. 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 I don't know. It's gonna be exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, it is gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of the best playoff years in a long time. And yeah, you know, I think I, I hope that you know if we look back at this playoffs eight to ten years later, you know, it's gonna be a, a playoffs that we're gonna be you know fondly looking back off. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, the Bruins, you know, won the cup that year, but you know, it's. Still a lot of hockey left in the regular season. Bruins have to make sure that they're, you know, at their best when the playoffs come. And for sure, I think that just a a home run of a deadline, I think, just to kind of close, just or kind of close out with some final thoughts that the Bruins front office, you know, again, I think did everything they could to build the absolute best team and give them the best chance to to bring home another cup. A thousand percent. I think Sweeney's got to win GM of the year. I think he's got to win it this year. Certainly. Yeah. I think that that would be a. I mean, even kind of some of the gutsy moves he made in the beginning of the year, like bringing Felino back and stuff like that. Like he really stuck with some of the guys that he 
you know, that he are his guys and they've panned out. And so yeah. even consider Hall, Lindholm, like in the past couple of deadlines as well, just like the building in the last few years has been pretty impressive, honestly yeah. pretty impressive. So, yeah, you know, I, I couldn't be happier with the front office. They went addressed every single need and prepared. It seems like this it's prepared them for whatever they're going to face. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Sean. This was uh, good to have you back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love, love coming on the pod and talking some hockey. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'll let you go. We're kind of up against it here, but uh, we'll talk to you next week, folks.